0: You're listening to the Average Conservationist Podcast brought to you in partner with 2% for Conservation. 2% for Conservation's mission is to create an alliance of businesses and individuals that ensure the future of hunting and angling by committing their time and dollars to fish and wildlife. 1% of your time plus 1% of your money equals 2% for Conservation. 2% helps businesses and people pair with conservation causes to support things that fit what they care about. Whether you're into fishing, hunting, or just getting outdoors... 2% can help you not only start giving back to wildlife, but get certified for it. Getting 2% certified means you've made the same commitment as popular brands like Sitka, Stone Glacier, and Seek Outside in giving at least 1% of your time and dollars back to wildlife. But it's not just for outdoor companies. Breweries, contractors, coffee roasters, and even piano repair companies have earned 2% certification and stand out as leaders in their community for doing so. Businesses that are committed to conservation deserve your business when you shop. Learn more about 2% for conservation at fishandwildlife.org. That's fishandwildlife.org. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Thursday. Welcome back to another episode of the Average Conservationist Podcast. And I'm your host, Marcus Ewing. Today on the podcast, I am joined by Ellie Southworth. And Ellie is the owner operator of 2% Certified Genuine Ice Cream out of Bozeman, Montana. And <clears throat> today was a really fun conversation with Ellie, um, you know, really he- hearing uh, her story, um, uh, you know, how she got into owning and operating um, an ice cream brand and what I love so much about this story is as Ellie tells it how first off her just kind of the how she fell into um, baking um, and how that kind of transformed or led her to making ice cream um, kind of a, a chance encounter really and. How she started off with genuine, um, and really worked her way, kind of from the bottom, um, so to speak, within genuine, and you know, a couple years down the road had the opportunity um, to buy the company and take it over, and it's it's really kind of this um, all-American story, uh, in my opinion, where. You kind of get in at the bottom level, you learn the business, you learn the industry, uh, work your way up over time and then have the opportunity, um, to, you know, make it your own. And that's certainly what Ellie has done. Um, you know, I know that, you know, probably like a lot of people, ice cream is, is one of those things that, um, you know, it's especially going to get ice cream, I guess it's one of those things. And and Ellie and I touch on this. It's, It's kind of this, um, you know, celebration, right? It's always, um, you know, you're eating it with friends, with family. It's kind of a, you don't really think about it, but I mentioned it's kind of this intimate food because you're sharing it, you know, more often than not with, um, again, with with loved ones uh, to celebrate something, um, you know, after a good meal um, is a good way to kind of wind down, Um, you know, so we really get to kind of dive into that. You know where um, the brand is going uh, as well, uh, and and also um, Ellie's super cool background that she had growing up out west. Um, you know some time that she spent in Alaska and how that really kind of helped uh, shape and mold her into the person uh, that she is today. So super cool episode uh, for those listening that are in Montana. If you have not, uh, be sure to uh, look for genuine ice cream. Because uh, while I have not tried it, um, it's ice cream. It's all good stuff. And hopefully, um, you know, after trying it, you guys will make it your uh, loyal brand going forward as well. So, episode 87, Ellie Southworth Genuine Ice Cream. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, Today's episode is going to be brought to you by my friends over at Wild Rivers Coffee. At Wild Rivers Coffee, they're roasting in small batches so that they can ensure that your coffee arrives at its peak freshness. Uh, Wild Rivers Coffee is also a proud partner with 2% for Conservation, and they believe in preserving the wild places and wild things that bring all of us so much joy. That's why with everything that they sell, a portion of the proceeds are being donated back to conservation organizations that are near and dear to them. So head over to wildriverscoffeeco.com. Get your fresh roasted beans, uh, sweet merchandise, handmade mugs, ton of accessories for uh, grinding and doing your own pour over, all that good stuff. Uh, If you sign up or if you subscribe today, you're going to save 10%. Uh, But then if also if you just want to grab a shirt, grab a mug, grab just one bag of coffee, you don't want to subscribe, use the promo code, and this is all caps, FISH underscore WILDLIFE, and you're going to save 10% off your order as well. So again, head over to WildRiversCoffeeCo.com. All right, joining me today, I have the owner and operator of 2% Certified Genuine Ice Cream, the actual, actually the only um, 2% Certified Ice Cream brand out there, Ellie Southworth. Ellie, how are you?
1: I'm good, thanks. It's great to be here.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm uh, I'm glad that we could do this. This kind of feels more like it should have been like a summer episode instead of, you know, literally in the middle of winter that we're talking about ice cream. But nevertheless, this is kind of how the schedule worked out. Um and truth be told, like ice cream is is the dessert. It is the sweet that like I'm always in the mood for it. I'm never going to turn it down. Um, I, I absolutely love ice cream. Like it's all like almost to a fault. Right. So I, I'm super excited to kind of hear more about uh, genuine ice cream. You know, this, the story that is genuine ice cream and really what you guys are all about.
1: All right well we're first of all, we're grateful for people like you because being in Bozeman, Montana, we need some um cold weather ice cream fans, so uh um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that um yeah, so genuine ice cream um Started, I like to say Genuine Ice Cream really started um, for real the summer of 2018. Um, that's when we first opened our own, like, dedicated Genuine Ice Cream spot. Um, prior to that, um, anyone familiar in Bozeman um, may be familiar with Victory Taco, which is where we originally started serving our ice cream out of um, in the trailer in front of the Lark Hotel. Um, 2018, we scrapped the tacos out of there, turned the whole thing into an ice cream shop, um, and operated seasonally out of there um, for the next, let's see, 2018, 19, and 20. This um, summer 2020, we also opened our first year-round shop, um, and... We're able to serve all of our cold weather ice cream fans. Um, So, yeah, I I think that. um, So you opened it, yeah. No, please tell me you do some editing because I'm like all my questions were like, "Oh God, what was I talking about?"
0: (laughs) No, no, you're good. Um, So 2020, you opened your first year round. Um, shop where you guys could serve the community there. Um, so what did that, that process? So did you have the, the other, um, the seasonal stand as well at that time, or did you just, um, kind of consolidate into the one year round facility?
1: We did, we had both locations, um, for one summer season. So the summer of 2020, um, we were still operating the trailer. We opened, uh, the new year round shop, Um, unfortunately at the end of the summer in 2020, our lease did not get renewed. Um, and so we shut down operations in the trailer, um, put all of our time and resources into the new year round shop, um, and kind of dove into there.
0: Okay. So how, how did you get into ice cream? I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I feel like a lot of people just kind of take for granted. There's, you know, uh, like I think of like, if you go to like a supermarket, right. And there's literally an entire aisle dedicated to ice cream, right. You have, you know, the, the kind of the big brands, I would say like the Dean's, um, you know, you got your like Ben and Jerry pints and stuff like that, but how is it that you kind of found your way into making ice cream?
1: Um, very accidentally. <laughs> um, it's the best way. I, yeah, that, I was, let's see, I tell people that I got into ice cream um, indirectly through baking. Um, I was going to school in Berlin, um guiding seasonally, looking for jobs, you know, in the wintertime while I was back in town. Um, I ended up getting a job working in a bakery here um and fell in love with the work of that um just those early mornings um that sense of accomplishment of just like having a list you go in you get it all done um, and seeing that physical product too that you're creating so um, I left Bozeman, um, for a couple of years right after I graduated and, um, found myself in Crested Butte, Colorado, um, and was really passionate about this bakery path. So I was trying to find uh, a bakery to work in while I was in Crested Butte, um, Found myself working in a donut and ice cream shop as their donut maker, and um, I was doing some baking for all the cakes and cookies and stuff like that that went into their ice cream. And ultimately, they kind of got me involved a little bit in the ice cream making process sort of at the end of my time there, um, right before I was moving back to Bozeman. And um, when I moved back to Bozeman looking for a job, I genuine ice cream was hiring at the time um, for a production manager. And I was like, I have done a little bit of ice cream stuff. I could probably <laughs> handle that. <laughs> um, and so I got hired originally as a production manager at genuine ice cream um, in the spring of 2017. Um, and yeah, then, you know, the, the company, continue to evolve like I said in 2018 we opened up our own shop and um at that point I transitioned into the general manager role we wrote the menu we hired staff we um kind of designed the whole shop from the ground up um and then I spent the next two years just sort of pouring everything into this business and um in early 2020, I bought the business and took over as the owner. Um.
0: So, no, that's a very cool story. I mean, talk about, you know, really, you know, not just in terms of genuine ice cream, but like just kind of the, the industry as a whole, right? Like starting at the bottom of, you know, just kind of learning it on the way out of this um, donut and ice cream shop to, you know, kind of. Gathering enough experience in that role to taking on uh, the production manager, then to the general manager, and then the time or the opportunity presents itself, right to to buy uh, genuine, and and here you are. And that, I mean, that seems like a, a pretty short amount of time, I mean, what, three years, four years from the time you kind of were first introduced to the the ice cream side of things, um, you know, speaking about, you know, the baking and the culinary aspect of it to, you know, becoming the owner operator. I mean, did it, at any point, did you kind of feel like you were biting off more than you could chew? Or did you feel pretty comfortable? Or like, oh, I'll learn it. I'll, I'll learn the things I don't know as I go.
1: It was Definitely and continues to be a learning experience as I go. (laughs) Um, I think that when I originally decided to buy the business, it didn't feel big and scary at first. I kind of had this almost delayed reaction to it a bit where, you know, it was probably I had gone through my first summer of being the owner, and it was probably that first winter where I finally had a moment to be like, whoa, I own this business.
0: <laughs> what just <laughs> like, happened?
1: For real, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's unbelievably fun. It's unbelievably challenging, and I, I mean, like I said, I'm still learning, and I still have days where I have great doubts that I have the ability to do this. Um, and just kind of have to remind myself like, well, you've been doing it. So continue on. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, there's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be days where, you know, you probably don't feel like you do anything right. Right. And then, you know, the very next day you come in and you feel like you, you hit a home run with everything that you need to get accomplished that day. So I'd imagine the good days far outweigh the bad ones.
1: Oh, they do a hundred percent. Um, Yeah. And I've become better and better at counting all the good days and not letting the bad ones get to me as much as I used to. So,
0: yeah. And I think that's how you, that's how you continue to just grow as a, as a business owner, right. Is to, to focus on the, the positive things and not the negative things because no, no, nothing worth doing is, is, is going to come easy, right. It's, there's going to be challenges and all that. And it's, it's, you know, kind of getting through the the suffering or, you know, the bad days that, that make all the better, make all the good days, you know, that much more worthwhile and, and allow you to appreciate the wins that much more.
1: Totally. I, you know, I don't think that anybody who owns a business would do it if it was easy. That's, that's not why any of us are in it. Right. Um, so those challenges and overcoming them that, that gives you that, that satisfaction.
0: Yeah. So I've been to Bozeman one time before, and Bozeman, obviously, especially in the past probably 10 years, has really grown, right? It's become um, a much more of a destination area. It's always kind of been a destination area, um, especially like as the outdoors uh, is concerned. But, you know, with, um, you know, the pandemic and, and more and more people relocating because they can work remotely, excuse me, it seems like, you know, just the the entire greater Bozeman area has really kind of exploded right in the past decade. But it it seems to me like through looking at the website and, and Instagram and stuff like that, like it seems like genuine has this kind of like small town feel to it though. Right. Like a very, I don't like I say mom and pop, but I mean that in like the best way. Like it's very personable. Um, like, you know, a lot of your customers, you get a lot of repeat customers, like people are coming there after dinner with their kids and stuff like that. Like, is that kind of what you're going for, um, with kind of just the whole atmosphere? Is that really how it is?
1: Yeah. I think it's what it's all about is the community. And, um, we, we strive to be that place that's, comfortable for the locals and also fun for the tourists and um i think that i think that we achieve that um and all you know all we can do is thank the amazing people that supported us in the early days and this community that continues to show up for us so i i think it's so much about community for us um we like to say that our business is ice cream and our purpose is community so
0: that's awesome. That's that's such like a a great outlook and approach to have to especially something like like an ice cream store, like an ice cream shop, because like that's like you're going there to to have a good time, right? To celebrate something, to to treat your kids or, you know, family that's out in from out of town or or like you said tourists that are like, "Hey, where can we go get some good ice cream? Like what's a good local spot?" right? And oh yeah, check out Genuine and you know, I think back to like where I grew up and I grew up in a very small rural community and there was one ice cream parlor um, in our town and the owners had like been there forever. They they were like right next to like our, our Little League field. So literally like I remember like after playing Little League games in the summer, you know, the coach would be like, all right, head over there for ice cream, right? And like everyone would just like drop their gloves, throw their gloves to their parents and just like sprint to the ice cream store. And like the owners... I mean, there would be, you know, 30 kids in there and they would know like every kid, every kid's parents. They knew what the kids wanted, like like that type of thing. Like just it makes me like so nostalgic for like my youth. And like that, that's hard to get sometimes, especially in this day and age where everyone seems almost disconnected. Right. With with, you know, cell phones and social media, like no one picks their head up. And to have a place that, you know, is really like you're building this community, I think is so cool.
1: Yeah, I think that ice cream is it's it's such a fun industry and I I think a part of that is that it it provides a gathering place for people yeah. and um like you said it's you know it's after a sports game it's when people are celebrating something it's what you do with the people you love and um we really like to lean into that a lot and um even, you know, when we've got a line out the door in the summertime, just have the cashier and the customers kind of have that slowdown moment where we're making that connection with people who come in and we're not just, like, pumping people through the line or asking them about their day. Like, what are they doing? What are do you here visiting doing? What did you get up to earlier today? Um, and trying to really make it – um, whenever I say this, I have to kind of laugh at myself a little bit, but make it that genuine experience.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see there. I see what you did there.
1: Um,
0: but no, and, oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah. No, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, I mean, that's, that's such a, a, a lost art form. I feel like, especially in the service industry or, yeah, let's call it the service industry, where I mean, you're you're providing something for customers. Is that that little bit of touch that that person that personal touch, right? Like, because I'll find like if I go into you know a grocery store or you know I I stop into like Chipotle and grab a burrito or something. Like, you, you go somewhere where the interaction is pretty limited, but you know you know it's like you can look around the restaurant or wherever and you see that it's busy, and oftentimes I find like you know, so many people are just trying to get in, get out. And sometimes customers can be, you know, uh, you know, a bit short with them, with the staff, because they've been waiting in line and things like that. But I, I find that if you, you know, you don't just say, yeah, I want this, or I would like this. Like, hey, how are you? How's it going today? Right? Like you like, you can almost like see this wall on the employee, like breakdown, right? They're like, oh, finally someone cares. And to to take that approach, just, you know, to kind of flip that approach, I guess, where the, uh, where, you know, you guys at Genuine and your staff are taking that approach with the customers. To me, that feels like it goes a long way. I mean, that's, that's the type of place that I want to go. And especially like if there's a line out the door, I mean, it's ice cream, it's the summertime. Like you, you almost have to expect that, right?
1: Yeah. Right. It's like, this is, this is what you're signing up for. You're going to stand in line. You're going to hang out with your friends. Um, and yeah, we just, we try and, make it beyond just being transactional right and what i always tell all the staff is you know it's these people standing in line ordering their ice cream are the reason that we're all here and they deserve to be treated so and respected and thanked and you know they're they're the biggest piece of this equation without them we can't do what we're doing
0: right and, you know, kind of take that one step further. I mean, it may, I don't like ice cream to me seems like a very intimate food, right? Because a lot of times like like he's like going back to what we just said a few minutes ago, like it's with family, it's with friends, it's with loved ones, it's 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 all around, you know, something positive. So to to make that whole experience positive, I think, is almost the only way to to do, you know, to run a business like that
1: yeah you can't be unhappy serving ice cream. It just doesn't work <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no, that's very that's very true. So how many different like flavors and things like that are you guys offering?
1: Oh boy, um, we've got probably you know of our regular flavors we're cycling through sixty to seventy different flavors oh my goodness. Um, yeah, so we've got you know six that we always have um that, you know, are your classic ice cream shop flavors, vanilla, chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, milk and cookies, um, and the sorbet. And then the rest of them, we just, we rotate all the time. Um, we stir or we display 20 different flavors at a time. Um, and it's something that we really love doing that flavor rotation, um, and not just, being like these are our 10 flavors for the next three months um i think it really keeps things fresh and fun for people who are coming and seeing us every week or multiple times a week um and it also just gives us a lot of room for creativity and trying new flavors and um yeah just keeping it interesting for everybody
0: so what is your most popular flavor
1: Milk and cookies, number yes. one. Yes, it's got to yep. be.
0: That's I have a very, I have a I have a sore spot for, yeah, cookies and cream, milk milk and cookies. You know, I I feel like it probably has a few different names, but yeah, that is the one that I I routinely go to. There's some seasons now. What do you guys do seasonally? I've got to know this.
1: Um, I think like fall and Christmas is kind of our most fun seasonal time, in my opinion. Um, You know, in the fall, we're we're doing a lot of pumpkin, pumpkin pie, that sort of thing. Sometimes we get a little outside the box. We've done, like, a um, butternut squash pecan one before, which wasn't, like, hugely well-received by everybody. I thought it was delicious, (laughs) but... and then you know, coming into Christmas time, candy cane. I think if we sold that all year round, I it might be our top seller. So we ended up with extra into January this year, and I was sort of like, ah, oh, no one's gonna buy candy cane after Christmas. And everyone was so excited to still have candy cane <laughs> ice cream.
0: Yeah. So candy cane, like peppermint stick, which I feel like are are pretty similar, right? Yep. Yeah. So like yeah once like the first of december hits um the the peppermint stick ice cream candy cane like that is my go-to and i'm gonna tell a very gluttonous story here about the way i like to eat it so don't judge me for not just like appreciating the ice cream because i 100 percent do but i will like take um like the mint oreos and like kind of break it up and put it over top of it and like just giving it just like that extra little bit of chocolatey crunch to it. Oh, so good. So good.
1: I don't think it's gluttonous at all. My <laughs> my my go to during candy cane ice cream season was a scoop of candy cane ice cream with our hot fudge on top of it for that Ooh. same like chocolatey addition.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have to put that one uh put that one in the in the vault because come uh Christmas time next year I'm going to have to act like I invented that when I uh introduced it to my wife and my kids. I'll be like, "Yeah, I just you I just can... had this crazy idea, guys. Like what if we just put some chocolate syrup on it or some some hot fudge, I mean." So we'll, we'll see you how it goes. You take all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um so like what is I mean, when I think about, you know, like making ice cream, it seems like a a fairly um straightforward process like I've I've had some family members that used to do like homemade ice cream and they would just do, you know, you know, basic vanilla and whatnot. But like, what does the process look like if you want to create a new flavor, right? Like how much, you know, testing do you guys go through before you say, okay, we're ready to, you know, put this in the coolers and serve this to our customers?
1: Yeah, I think that um, we're we're at a point right now where we have a really good foundation of knowledge and such a wide variety of flavors that we've perfected already that that gives us such a good starting point on new flavors um and really allows us to fast track things um, there's you know sometimes we'll do a test batch and be like eh, not really punchy enough not enough going on um, but a lot of the times those first um, those first like batch or twos were were're kind of right in the sweet spot that you know that has not always been the case but um like I said since we've we've kind of got that really broad solid platform um yeah it just gives us a lot of a lot of options and um, a lot of places to go like the the thing I love about ice cream too and like developing new flavors is, there are so many different ways that you can do one flavor. Like if you say like raspberry cheesecake, is it a raspberry based ice cream with cheesecake pieces in it, or is it a cheesecake flavor base with raspberry swirl? And I think that it's it's just this sort of like creative blank slate, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, I think I prefer the latter of those two options myself. But yeah. <laughs> but no, that's 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 one way I've never really looked at it, right? Like whenever you buy uh like at the supermarket, like ice cream that like you said, like a like a raspberry cheesecake, right? I don't ever like stop to like read it to be like, Oh, like what is the base ice cream and uh, like what are the swirls or chunks in it, right? I'm just like, Oh yeah, raspberry cheesecake, sounds good to me and I take it, right? But yeah, it it certainly changes the flavor profile of things, right?
1: Yeah, the, like just that example in itself, like two, it's, yeah, it's the same flavor, but two totally different flavors, essentially.
0: Yeah. So I've got to know, what are some of the flavors that you guys kind of dreamt up and were like, ooh, this sounds like it'd be really good. And then it just, you know, you, you kind of experiment and you're like, nope, that was not at all what I expected to be. And the, you just kind of scrapped the whole flavor.
1: Ooh, that's a good question um we did a we were on this like cereal milk train um from you know milk bar and that whole thing and so we were doing like a cornflake cereal milk that was pretty good and then we tried to go towards like a pebble cereal milk that. It turned out, it was this weird pink color from the Fruity Pebbles, and it just, like, what, it just, it didn't come together. It sounded like this really fun thing, and we thought it was going to be all, like, colorful and awesome, and that one was definitely, definitely a little bit of a flop. Um, I would say more often what we find is, you know, recently we did an orange chocolate. And we we did it, and the orange was really subtle in it. And we're like, this kind of it was subtle. It was like kind of an afterthought. It definitely needed more like orange in the base, and maybe next time we need to add in like a candied orange peel as a mix in or something like that. So I feel like that's more often kind of what happens is we're like, oh, it was just sort of lacking. something
0: yeah so obviously you guys have the uh the brick and mortar shop there but do you guys sell it to like local supermarkets and things like that
1: yeah we do um we do pints in grocery stores um so we offer seven different flavors for uh grocery store pints um and about a year ago now, we started working with a distributor, which has allowed us to um, get our pints across the state um, and reach a lot more people. Previously, we were just sort of in the Bozeman and Big Sky area, but um, yeah, you can you can find our ice cream all over Montana now, and um, we're seeing a lot of growth in that side of the business. Um, and which is really exciting. Um, it's, it's just awesome to think about, you know, people on the other side of the state eating genuine ice cream and getting to kind of spread that around to everybody. Um,
0: yeah, now I know. Getting, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Uh, we're getting ready to roll out, um, some new awesome packaging too for those pints, um, that we're really excited about. So those will be coming this spring. Um, And yeah, changing up some flavors for them too. We're going to, here's, you're the first one to hear this, but we're going to put milk and cookies in the grocery stores. So Uh I think people are going to be pretty excited.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's super exciting, especially, yeah, being able to reach um, a much larger audience with your product. Um, And then obviously being able to, you know, in this particular case, like you just announced, um, you know, the milk and cookies being available. I mean, that's you know i know that i'm probably in the majority right that that's kind of their go to that's the one that they like um and yeah i find with ice cream too is a lot of people will um be pretty brand loyal when they find one that they like do you guys notice that
1: i think so yeah i think that um that yeah i really do think that they do and 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 um that's like a big thing that we strive for right is to have like we talked about earlier when someone walks into the shop it's you know it's an experience and um, we know that the ice cream is great but we want them to come back for more than that and we want that to to expand to when they walk down the store or walk down the aisle at the grocery store and they see genuine ice cream they they kind of get some of those warm and fuzzy feelings um and yeah, want to take us home with them,
0: yeah, so <clears throat> I know I had asked you this when we were um corresponding when we were trying to set this all up. I was asking if um if genuine ice cream was available in Michigan at all, where I'm at here, and you know obviously you had you had mentioned that um it wasn't uh it wasn't available here yet. Is there like plans to to get further like outside of the state of Montana and kind of, you know, it might be three, four years down the road, but is is that certainly in the works?
1: I would love to see that happen. And yeah, I think that we're we're trying to build kind of our local base right now and um, then, yeah, just keep going from there. I think that um, this new packaging is sort of a, a step in that direction as well. Um, cause yeah, we would love to be able to get our ice cream, um, outside of Montana, be it in the grocery store or, you know, people being able to order pints on our website and have them show up at your door. Yeah. So, um,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I'd imagine that like with, with the, you know, the new packaging and, and things like that, like you're in that phase of really trying to like, build that brand recognition right of of giving people something that they can relate to you know if they're not necessarily right in the store getting ice cream
1: yeah exactly and um, it's something we think a lot about right like we are we've been well received here in Bozeman and um, you know kind of seeping into the rest of the state but yeah what happens when you put a pint of genuine ice cream on the shelf in New York City does anybody care we don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to shift gears a little bit here. And you kind of mentioned it, you, you kind of, you, you said it in passing earlier on, uh, but that you used to do some guiding work, um, like in the summers and stuff. What were you guiding for?
1: Um, I was guiding up in Alaska on the Bat glacier, uh, glacier trekking and ice climbing.
0: Right on. How did you get into that?
1: Good question. Um, <laughs> I was looking for a job when uh, I was in college, and surfing the internet, and Alaska would be a pretty cool place to go. So, I found this company called Micah Guides. Um, applied for their internship program that they do. Um, they offered me a position, and. I packed up my car and drove my son up to Alaska. Oh wow! Um, with my fingers crossed that everything was gonna be okay. And um, ultimately, I ended up spending six seasons up there, and um, that it the people that I met and my experiences up there, I 100% believe. Um, have led me where I am today and are such a big piece of um yeah who I am and what I'm doing and I I I think back to that time of driving up there and I just remember like the pit in my stomach the day before <laughs> I was supposed to show up at this place and I was so nervous I thought I was going to throw up and I it it was it just so far surpassed any of my expectations and um yeah it's, it was a really really amazing experience
0: yeah i mean experiences like that i mean those are those are turning points in your life right like you you step out of your comfort zone right you put yourself out there into a situation that you really have no idea how it's going to go right and you know like you said six seasons later and the people that you encountered and that you worked with had such an impact on you know essentially the rest of your life right like the the career path that you chose you know it, all of that happens for a reason and you know those are the experiences that i think more people need to to kind of take a chance on right because the the people you meet the the experiences that you share um i mean just just think how much you mature, you know, when you're when you're in situations like that and how you can use that to kind of propel you into whatever it is that you're going to do after that. You know, I I don't think you can you can put like a a value or a price tag on something like that.
1: I agree so much with that and I think that it's such a good reason to With everything you do and all these different experiences, no matter if it's just you think it's a short little seasonal gig or maybe you're waiting tables or whatever, you never know. You never know who you're going to meet and you never know where it's going to lead you. And you just have to give it your all no matter why you're there or where you are. And, yeah, you just never know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've had a few people, a few guests on the podcast that have told some, some really very cool kind of chance um, interactions or encounters with random people that, you know, led them down this path that brought them to where they're at today that, you know, they never in a million years would have expected themselves to, to be where they're at. Right. Because they, you know, they introduced themselves to someone, they overheard a conversation and said, Hey, you know, you know, let me introduce myself. Um, You know, I might be interested in something like that. Like, you know, it's, if you put yourself out there, um, you know, more times than not, it's going to be a a really positive outcome in the end.
1: Yeah. That risk is worth the potential reward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, (laughs) What was your experience like, you know, being introduced to the outdoors, you know, prior to to heading up to Alaska? I mean, had had you always, like, grown up in the outdoors or, you know, what did that look like?
1: Um, I grew up hiking and skiing with my family. Um, My sister and I always laugh because, you know, when we were younger, my parents would take us hiking and they'd be like, oh, man, look at this beautiful view. And whenever they would say anything about you, my sister and I would roll our eyes, and be like,
0: Oh you guys. Parents, <laughs> um, come on.
1: Yeah, come on. Um, so, yeah, we did a bunch of hiking and camping. Um, I grew up skiing from when I was really young, also not loving it. I My younger sister would drag me into ski school every day in tears because I didn't want to go. <laughs> um, but I... I really, I feel like I really kind of came into my own in the outdoors um, when my family moved out to Colorado, and I was surrounded by it. And I was surrounded by it with my peers, and I got into backcountry skiing and rock climbing, and it was, it was, it was what we did with our friends, and that that became like our our
0: major that was our recreation and um yeah I'm I'm so envious of people that had the opportunities to have those experiences kind of in their in their formidable years I mean much like you I grew up skiing um I I started probably you know nine ten years old and you know still to this day ski I mean usually either my wife and I or me and some friends make a trip out west or a couple trips out west uh every year to do some skiing. I love the mountains. Um if I didn't have, you know, a, a pretty close-knit family uh here in Michigan, I would absolutely be trying to convince my wife day in and day out to let us move <laughs> um out west somewhere. Uh but that's such like a great introduction to the outdoors, right? It's like it's because it gives you this opportunity to, to enjoy it at your own, like at your own pace, you get to see it a little bit differently. Um, Skiing is one of those things that, I mean, it's, it's, I I absolutely love it, right? It's, it's one of my favorite things to do. Um, Like as soon as it gets cold enough, I mean, again, I'm here in Michigan in the Midwest. So, you know, what I get to ski regularly is not great, but it's still your skiing, right? Like it's, I've never really had a bad day skiing.
1: Right. You're still out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So kind of taking that one step further and, you know, the the outdoors and, you know, how you were first exposed to it. Fast forward to being the owner operator of Genuine Ice Cream. You guys become um, 2% certified, as I mentioned uh, in the opening, the only 2% certified ice cream brand. How was it that you first learned about 2%?
1: Um, well, I, again, found myself on the internet, um, and I, the, the business had gotten to a point, like, when we, and when we started operating year-round, it felt, um, it felt less like this sort of, like, seasonal gig kind of thing, and more, more for real in a way, and, and in that kind of presented the opportunity to, um, start really giving back to the community, which has always been something that's been an important part of thinking about owning and running a business for me. Um, and so, uh, I came across 2% and, um, Jared and I set up a, a meeting and he kind of taught me some more about what it is that, um, 2% does. And what I was really looking for was, was like, Hey, this is, you know, conservation is something that matters to me in my personal life through my recreation. Um, coming back to Montana, I'm, you know, I call myself an adult onset hunter and fly fisher lady. Um, and so I have, continue to develop this connection to the outdoors and I think that it's it's morphed for me a bit in um for I don't know maybe what it is or the role it plays in my life um but ultimately I I wanted to I wanted to start using the business to give back to conservation and I didn't really know how um, I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't know. Do you just call places and say, hey, we want to give you money or we want to sponsor <laughs> this event or we want to, like, I was like, I don't know what we're supposed to do. Um, and so through some Google searches, um, yeah, like I said, I came across 2% and Jared came down to the, um, ice cream shop and we had a conversation and it sounded and felt like such a good fit for what we were looking for to do with genuine and, um, just the community around it and all the resources that they provide, um, and so yeah, it was kind of a no-brainer to jump on board.
0: Yes, there it is, the magic words no-brainer, which I, <laughs> I know I, 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 I mean it's almost like a broken record, right? When I when I ask people like how they found out about two percent and you know kind of what made them decide to want to get certified, I mean I don't even really have to ask the you know why did you get certified, right? It's because by the time they they finish telling me how they learned about 2%, like they usually wrap it up with, it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer, which is just, it's like music to my ears. And I love the fact that, one, when people, um, you know, make the uh, the decision to want to give back, to want to become more involved uh, in conservation, uh, whether it's at a, a local level, a national level, whatever the case is, and they're, you know, like you said, you weren't really sure how to go about that. And that's the great thing about 2%, right? Is there this great resource that, you know, help you kind of find organizations, find causes that are, you know, near and dear to you as a a business owner, and kind of point you in the right direction to say, you know, this is some things you could look at. This is how, you know, maybe past businesses have gone about um, giving back. Uh, And it's, they're really like this, this like multi-tool that, uh, that people, that businesses can use, uh, to help get involved and to help, you know, really make an impact for, for wildlife and for conservation.
1: Yeah, it's, it's opened. I think it's opened my eyes to so much, um, and so much potential. And, um, it's, it's awesome to be a part of this community too, that, there's you're around these people that care about the same things as you do and they've got ideas and it's it's uh what's the word like when you build a snowball and it keeps growing on itself i'm it's contagious it, and, yeah yeah um yeah so and there's so many fights.
0: and there's so many incredible businesses in the Bozeman area that are 2% certified that yeah it's, it's 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 when i talk to to businesses that are you know in the Bozeman area like it's like to me i almost feel like i'm asking a rhetorical question like oh how did you find out about 2% it's like well you're in Bozeman so of course you know about 2% right because to me it just seems like this um this thing that's so obvious to to anyone that wants to get involved with the outdoors or to get back to conservation and you know I think they're they're certainly getting to that point, right? Where people, um, you know, more and more people know about 2% and their mission and everything. But to have that, just that local community for, for Genuine of other 2% brands um, is is really just such a cool thing.
1: It is really cool. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, I said it earlier, like ice cream's a fun industry, but from the get go, it's all, it's running this business is about more than the ice cream to me. You know, it's, I want it to be successful so that I can offer great opportunities to people. And so that we can support things that I care about and that the staff cares about too. And, um, yeah, I want, you know, I want these guys to have buy-in in this and, um, want them to get something more out of working at Genuine Ice Cream than just, like, I learned how to scoop ice cream. <laughs> um, you know, I want them to come away with life skills and feeling like they're making an impact and that they're being heard in the places they want to be heard. And um, that's the part that really lights my fire and gets me excited. Um, yeah
0: yeah I and mean, it yeah I, don't I mean,
1: get me wrong. I love eating and making awesome ice cream and um seeing everybody who comes in, but yeah, yeah. it's a vehicle,
0: yeah, and being like a a brand and, um you know that. A lot of people, when they think about like 2% for conservation and brands that are affiliated, they immediately just think about the outdoors, right? And and that's likely just kind of tied to the conservation aspect, which I understand. Uh, but obviously, there's a ton of brands that are out there that are 2% certified that don't necessarily operate kind of directly in the outdoor space, right? But I think about like genuine, and I feel like you guys are in this very unique position where... Being able to offer, you know, a product like ice cream, which hunters, anglers, backpackers, like everyone who enjoys the outdoors enjoys ice cream, right? Like if you don't, shame on you. But like you guys are like the cool kid at the party, right? Because everyone loves ice cream. Like everyone wants to talk to the people who brought the ice cream, right? And it's just, to me, it just like it feels like you guys are in this really cool spot to be able to, you know, engage with any and everyone. Out there, that that likes to whether they like to participate in the outdoors or not, like you guys are, you're the cool, you're the cool table at lunch.
1: Yes, yeah, the beautiful thing about <laughs> ice cream, we, like you said, everybody eats ice cream, so we see this this swath of you know the Bozeman community, the visitors to Bozeman, and it gives us a really great opportunity even for those people who might not off the bat really have those, those conservation ideas in the forefront of their mind. Since we, since we interact with and see so many people and so many people come through our doors and buy our pints, it, it gives us a really unique opportunity to educate our customers also. And um, I think that, regardless if you're you know here in bozeman to be in downtown and shopping like you're still visiting this place because of the natural beauty of it and it's it's just such an important part of um why people live here and why they visit here and what really i think keeps driving this town forward
0: yeah yeah absolutely well put so, what are some of the organizations that genuine ice cream is giving back to or is working with?
1: Um, we've worked with the Gallatin Valley Land Trust here in town, which is a popular um, one
0: amongst bozeman businesses. I've realized
1: it is yeah, they do a lot of really awesome stuff for um for the town and our our trails and um all those awesome resources um We did a big push at the end of the year this year with American Rivers and specifically um, with their office here that's actually in Bozeman um, to, yeah, for protecting our wild and scenic rivers. And um, we were overwhelmed with... um, the support that we got and with what we were able to raise for them in our coldest, slowest month of the year, probably, you know, we did this whole thing in December and everyone was like, ah, is any, I mean, you're, you're selling ice cream and it's December, like, thanks. But, um, but we were able to raise over $4,000 for American in, um, December, which was really awesome. Oh,
0: wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Especially for, for, like you just said, an ice cream shop, in december in bozeman in montana i mean
1: yeah yeah that's
0: incredible (laughs) no that's that's super cool um um
1: yeah we're we're a corporate um sponsor of the montana chapter of backcountry hunters anglers um and yeah we're just continuing to make those connections and um kind of expand all the all the different places that we're touching
0: yeah, no, that's, that's incredible. And I love, I love to hear, um, especially when, you know, businesses are really involved, um, you know, with local conservation efforts, uh, because, you know, for the most part, I would imagine that you and your employees are doing, uh, you know, a large percentage of your recreating, you know, right there, kind of in the, the greater, um, Bozeman area. Um, and so to be able to, to support, you know, those, those organizations has got to be a good feeling.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's fun, and it's a fun thing for us all to do together, too. Like, we went up and did the fall cleanup up at Highlight um, this past fall, and, you know, it was a great, yeah, it was a great opportunity to get outside with everybody. Yeah,
0: Highlight is actually one of the, when I was in Bozeman, uh, the summer of, or like the fall, we were in September of 2020, I guess we were there. Yeah, and... Uh, I have two young kids. So that's what some of the people had suggested like, yeah, it's like a really nice, easy, like family friendly area to kind of go for some hikes and stuff. So, yeah, I'm absolutely familiar with the highlight uh, with that whole area there.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful spot. Not too far out of town.
0: Yeah. So, Ellie, just a few more things here before I I let you get back to uh, to making some wonderful ice cream is do you guys have uh any plans to you know really um you know maybe like open another brick and mortar uh or are you guys just kind of focused on you know your reach right now and just with the one storefront
1: yeah we um we would love to get a second store going in bozeman um like you mentioned earlier it's kind of exploding around here and i think that um we're we're looking for the west side of bozeman um getting kind of over into some of those residential areas over there and uh, making it easier for people to get their genuine fix on either side of town (laughs) um and yeah hopefully one day outside of bozeman um but i would say for the for the near future yeah we'll be expanding within bozeman um as for as far as storefronts go and then just continuing to distribute our pints um, across the state
0: nice so where can people find genuine ice cream at Uh, website social media all that good stuff
1: we are at genuine ice com, and we're on instagram at genuine ice cream um those would be the best the two best places i would say
0: okay right on well, Ellie, thank you so much. Uh, I know that you were a little nervous prior to uh, us recording here, but I will say you knocked this out of the park and it was uh, it was really enjoyable, you know, hearing more about Genuine's uh, uh, story and, you know, kind of how you were introduced to the outdoors and obviously how conservation really ties all that together. Thank you so much for uh, for joining me today.
1: Yeah, it was great chatting with you.
0: Thanks so much. Yeah, and I look forward to the uh, the call or the email when you say, "Hey, Marcus, guess what? You can get genuine ice cream in Michigan too." I'm 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 gonna look forward to the the te- the day that that comes.
1: You'll be my test dummy for shipping <laughs> ice cream.
0: <laughs> Send as much as you would like. Don't worry, I've got it All covered. Right. <laughs> I won't let any of it go to waste. I promise. <laughs>
1: okay, sounds good. All
0: right, Ellie, take care.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right. Okay. Well, another episode down. Uh, I would like to thank Ellie for joining me on the podcast today. I would also like to thank uh, the partners of the podcast that helped make this possible. Uh, Please be sure to support... The companies that support this podcast as well, uh, Wild Rivers Coffee and Stone Glacier, as well as 2% for Conservation. And if you're interested in learning more about 2% for Conservation, you can visit their website, fishandwildlife.org. And over there, you can see all the certified brands that have committed to conservation, including Genuine Ice Cream, uh, that you should support when you shop. I also encourage you guys to follow 2% on social media, where they're going to post only positive content, so you'll enjoy those conservation-focused posts in your feed. So again, if you'd like to learn more about 2% for Conservation, you can look for them online on social media or at fishandwildlife.org. Thanks for joining me this week, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, Be sure to stay up to date on all the latest podcasts at theaverageconservationist.com where um, you can listen to all those previous episodes as well as pick up some um, gear and help support conservation uh, at the same time. So as always, stay safe out there and remember that conservation starts with you. (laughs) We'll <laughs>